Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, thank you. Failure is not an option. Difference at this point does it make? Nobody said it was going to be fun. This is Real Talk, a fearless, poignant, and intrepid show where truth speaks louder than words. This is Real Talk with your host, Audrey Russo. It happened before, it will happen again. It's just a question of when. Time's a luxury we don't have. Hey and welcome. This is Real Talk and I'm your host Audrey Russo and this is where the best in the arts and culture get it right. Besides me singing on the intro there, that was Toby Mack with Unstoppable. And we have, of course, three Fabu guests for you. Major General Paul Vallely will be here. Plus, CBN News Senior Reporter Dale Hurd will be back with us. And legal analyst Christopher Horner of Government Accountability and oversight will be here as well but first we are a proud part of the new mojo 50 radio network after the show just go to mojo50.com to check out the schedule and the awesome shows and hosts on mojo 50 radio you can find us also on several radio stations, including WDDQ Talk 92.1, WLBB in Georgia, and WJHC, as well as iHeartRadio and iTunes, where you can find us there as Real Talk with Audrey Russo. Click subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. And these are all listed on the live show page on the left side of the page. And of course, we can be found 
every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Just go to AudreyRusso.com and click on the on-air button, and that will take you to the show. And my after show with all the links and contacts for the guests is right there on that page under the show description. And also check out the links under the guest links and contacts where we have a, a, a great number of, well, actually, we have several important info and video links for you there that to help you in your search for truth. And also, join us on our Real Talk Radio channel on Telegram, where we put out an enormous amount of info in the form of documents, articles, videos, uh, even audio files right there for you uh, to, to share with others as well. And um, also join us on our Real Talk Radio channel chat, where you yourself can share what you would like with us because we don't have sources absolutely everywhere so we always appreciate sharing information and you can share it with others there you can also uh, connect with some of the guests right there in the chat well fellow chumps fellow deplorables fellow whatever they want to call us uh, we call us patriots don't practice political correctness It's also cultural Marxism, okay? Marxism itself has to do with economic issues, but cultural Marxism deals with speech and the culture and controlling it. Look, when you practice political correctness, it's self-imposing censorship. No one at this point can force you to censor your own language. It's your constitutionally protected speech. Now, I'm not saying in a private business that they can't tell you, uh, you can say this here, you can't say that there. That's going to be a contract between you and the employer, okay? That's private. But the government cannot do that. They cannot force you to censor your own language. The left has been capitalizing on your obedience to them. They tell you to shut up or change your language, and you do it. Why are you doing that? Look, political correctness is not a new concept. In the 1880s, George MacDonald said, who, by the way, he influenced C.S. Lewis, George MacDonald said, the two pillars of political correctness are, one, willful ignorance, and two, a steadfast refusal to face the truth. Well, our founders knew this. They were prescient men. George Washington once said, if the freedom of speech is taken away, then dumb and silent, we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. And again, notice he said, if freedom of speech is taken away, well, when you practice political correctness, you're giving it away. It is the First Amendment for a reason. It's one of our most precious, one of our most precious rights. And that right includes dissent against the government. Did I say insurrection? (laughs) No, I said dissent. You do not have to go along with what the government's view is, as we're seeing in the great white north right now. Uh, The people do not agree with Trudeau. They have a right, even there, under their constitutions, called the charter. They have a right to 
dissent against the government. He apparently doesn't know that because, well, I guess he's like his father, Fidel. So he thinks they have to listen to him. He's got a rude awakening coming. But (laughs) getting back to the United States, we have to understand how very precious that right is. And we must not ever let the government take it away from us. And they can't take it away through mandates either. Hello? (laughs) We'll talk about mandates in a second. And as my friend and comedian Brad Stein has said numerous times, how do you stop political correctness? Well, it's pretty simple. You just stop doing it. That's simple. Mr. P, would you drop some knowledge on us? I most certainly will. Listen, when it comes to political correctness, as Audrey just mentioned, you got to get a spine. Listen, political correctness is the opiate of the coward. It's no good for you, and it's no good for America. It's no good for us. By the way, America is the epicenter of freedom and liberty around the world, and that's why political correctness is no good for us. And when you steadfastly defend our great constitutional republic, that does not. I repeat, that does not make you a racist. What it does make you is a culturist. And let me tell you what that is. That is someone that passionately and loyally defends his culture and makes no apologies for it. And why should we defend our culture? Because it has lifted more people out of the cesspool of misery and poverty and privation and freed more people from the jackboot of tyranny than any other culture in the history of mankind. And that is a fact. So you got to get out there and defend it. Because if you don't defend our culture, listen, there's going to be nothing left to defend. And you got to remember this, and I'm going to say it again. Under our glorious Constitution, we have the God-given right of something called free speech. So you know what? I'm going to exercise some of that free speech right now with some opinions and commentaries that I was working on at the beginning of the week. Western civilization will cease to exist if it continues to embrace policies and laws that are profoundly contrary to its founding document, and that is the Bible. Genesis 5-2 tells us that God created them male and female, yet Western politicos and their corporate masters who think they are way, way smarter than God dogmatically declare that gender is fluid and you have the freedom to choose your own sex. In fact, if you disagree with their perverse narrative, you will be canceled by the despots of diversity, equity, and transgenderism. Case in point. In a recent news report, nurses in the UK that raised serious safety concerns about the NHS and its transgender policies were fired from their jobs. They were fired. The concerns of the nurses were real. Just as we have witnessed here in the U.S. under various and similar circumstances, females were being sexually assaulted in UK hospital wards by men placed there claiming to be women. This lunacy has destroyed countless lives for sure, from little boys being chemically castrated to young girls being raped in their schools' bathrooms by male sexual predators that are permitted 
They are permitted to use these facilities due to feckless, trans-friendly laws and school boards that act more like tyrannical oligarchies. And if all of this isn't destructive enough, just consider the mental anguish of young people that have to deal with this on a daily basis in their very own schools. Recently, a pastor from a California-based church that is standing firmly against the transgender movement shared a heartbreaking story about a man that was devastated when his teenage son committed suicide because he was pressured by his peers and teachers to change his sex. Did you hear that? Committed suicide because he was pressured by his peers and his teachers to change his sex. Memo to conservative pundits. Please stop chasing after Bruce Jenner for his opinions as if he's some type of political guru. He is a terrible and tragic example to children and a very sick man that needs much prayer and therapy. In the end, if God doesn't judge Western civilization for promoting the disintegration of his created scientifically irrefutable genders, male and female, then he will have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know that's not going to happen. Listen, I just want to say this. If you are a conservative and you are continuing to watch the NFL, if you watched the Super Bowl, I just want to tell you this, and I want to remind you of this very kindly and very politely. The NFL is in league with Black Lives Matter, and Black Lives Matter is a communist organization. So if you claim to be a conservative and you're still watching the NFL, I want you to consider what you're doing and what you're promoting. You are promoting communism. That's exactly what you're doing. And if you're a church and you're holding Super Bowl parties, you ought to reconsider that too because BLM is against the traditional family. They support transgenderism. They promote homosexuality. They promote same-sex marriage. And they promote the violent deconstruction of Western civilization. So I want you to remember this the next time you watch the NFL. So listen, get out there and speak your mind and remember to support your local gun shops and ranges because without the Second Amendment, we are just serfs ruled by kings. That's excellent. That really is excellent. Uh, (laughs) Serfs ruled by kings. And thank you for bringing up the... Super Bowl because well, there's so many things to talk about there but uh, to to your point you had the players may not have uh, give, t- taken a knee to uh, in support of BLM but they knew that Eminem was going to and they allowed him and they also knew that Dr. Dre was going to do an anti-police song and they allowed him to do it because what they believe is still there so when you support them oh we were just watching a game you know what I love football too I used to look forward to it but once they went woke it was goodbye because those values are not opinions for me. Those are convictions. I, I Even more so than the NFL, I'm a huge NHL fan, okay? At least the sport I am. But I am no longer a fan of the organization, the NHL, because they also went woke. 
And because of that, my what I have to say is not a an opinion which blows whichever which which way the wind blows. It doesn't go with the wind. Minor convictions. So I will give up a sport for that. I hope you will too. And many of us have been lied to on exactly what socialism is. So let's get it directly from Vladimir Lenin, who said, the goal of socialism is communism. In other words, socialism is communism's bait. More people have died under communism than any other ideology to date. And just to clarify between terms, Marxism is the framework. And communism is the practice. So, communism is the practical implementation of Marxism. So, you can use those two terms interchangeably. And and understand that socialism doesn't stay socialism. Because it has a goal. And the goal is, eventually, it will become communism. And if you truly are grateful for those who have laid down their lives, that means they gave up everything, every goal, every desire, every dream to keep you and I free. Then don't give that freedom away for the false promise of a socialist system. And don't give that freedom away for the false promises of safety. We already saw that with the COVID scamdemic that they were promising you're going to be safe if you wear a mask and you weren't because masks don't work uh then they said oh yes the lockdown and you'll be safe and you weren't okay and they said we'll get one and done oh yeah well one jab okay two jabs that'll do it oh wait a minute three three yeah three then you'll be done okay now they're on four right and how many more will it be because they lied it didn't work there is no complete and 100% safety. It will be like trampling on the blood of those patriots. Don't give that freedom away. So don't buy the lie of socialism. It's non-refundable. You know, it's not like, I'll take it home and try it on, and if I don't like it, I'll bring it back. It doesn't work that way. It will, it's permanent, non-refundable, and it will eventually kill you. Now, one of our brilliant founders, and of course they were all brilliant, but one of our brilliant founders, Benjamin Franklin, said after signing the Declaration of Independence, he said, if we do not hang together, we shall surely hang separately. And we just want to say we're glad you came to hang with us. Well, our medical freedom has been under attack That really caught us off guard. We never thought they'd go for that, but in a way, it's the jugular. All right? It is more important than you ever realize. It's autonomy over our very bodies. And it is being stolen from us. Now, this will end every bit of our freedom, period. The liberties that thousands of Americans have shed their blood to preserve. So, we need answers. If not for ourselves, at least for our kids and our grandkids. And since this is an election year... Here are two questions that you really need answers to. Number one, for those that want to be reelected, ask them, what are they doing to stand against the current illegal push for vax mandates? That you are being forced to take something, you're not even having a choice here. 
Uh, it's not a choice when they say, if you refuse it, you lose your, li- your life. No, that's not a choice. That's coercion. Okay? So ask them what they are doing right now to stand against this illegal push for vax mandates. And a question for them and for anyone who is asking you to elect them for the first time. What do they plan to do to restore and protect your medical freedom? The relationship you used to have between you and your doctor, that's if you even trust them anymore. Because a lot of them, to save their license, were going along with this. But that is your medical freedom, and you deserve to have it protected. And if they are not going to do that, they don't get the job. It's actually an interview, okay? Just like if you go for an interview, and then whether they decide whether you get the job or not. Well, you are the boss, and you decide whether they get the job. The answer to those questions should make it clear to you as to who you will vote for this year and in 2024. Your literal life is at stake. Remember, there is no such thing as the same medicine or treatment for everyone. You must have your freedom back now. Please don't get the jab. And if you've already gotten the jab, do not get another Follow the science, not the politicians and bureaucrats with conflicts of interest. The science is now showing from the data that more people are dying from the jab than from COVID. More people are developing autoimmune conditions, which there's no cure for. More people are get the more jabs you get, the weaker your immune system becomes. And that's why the CDC is now saying the jabs don't protect you from getting COVID or spreading COVID. This is a wake-up call. Time to take care of yourselves. Putting aside anyone who actually has a pre-existing condition that you did not give yourself, there's a lot of people that do not have pre-existing conditions. If you don't take care of yourself, eat right, and you know what I'm saying, exercise. Yeah, I'm talking to you. (laughs) Exercise out there. Get outside in the sunlight. Take vitamins and supplements. Your body needs it. And then you will not have to worry about another COVID or any kind of virus. Understand that once you take the injection, whatever you put in cannot come out. It's not like food poisoning where your body rejects the poison. This bypasses your body's normal defenses. The the science is out there. People like Dr. McCullough, Dr. Corey, Dr. Zelenko, and many more who actually care whether you live or die are sharing the science. So follow it and stay informed for yourself and your family. Well, the lie, the counter the lie this week, the lie is lockdowns work. Well, that's a lie. That's a blatant lie, and here's why. Not only did a recent John Hopkins study indicate that lockdowns did virtually nothing to stop the virus, but it helped produce a crime wave across America that saw the highest one-year spike in homicides in our nation's history. Homicides rose 30% in 2020. And there's much more. But I'm just going to skim right over it for you. Drug overdose deaths in the United States increased dramatically during the 
pants, I like to say scamdemic, jumping nearly 30% from April 2020 to April 2021. 100,000 Americans died of fentanyl abuse. That's a, 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 uh, an opioid that is a combination of several different drugs. Domestic violence, violence rose and increased 20%. Dramatic increases in suicide rates and mental health issues. You do not quarantine or lock down healthy people. It failed. The virus still spread as viruses do, and they run their course. But we were treated as if this was the Walking Dead episode, where everyone is infected. This is not a sci-fi nighttime drama. This is life, and it's the reason so much was destroyed and is still not normal. Criminals go into lockdown. Healthy people shouldn't. I'm going to talk about the Canadian truckers with one of my guests coming. Oh, actually, one guest from our last show, a special edition. So make sure you check that out. That's Jim Carajalios from the New Blue Party in Ontario. So make sure you check that out. But support them and pray for them. Well, we're going to take a quick break right here. But stay right there. Up next, CBN News senior reporter Dale Hurd will be here. So, don't make a move. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Michael Learned. I just had the best chat with Audrey Russo on Real Talk. I hope you'll listen. She made it so easy for me that I felt like I was sitting in my kitchen having a cup of coffee with her and with you all. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Skye, patriot and freedom fighter and human rights advocate all around the world. I'm here to give a shout out to Audrey Russo from Real Talk. It's a fantastic show. She's a fantastic American and she's a fantastic example for Americans and especially Canadians to follow. I'm also an author of my brand new book, Just Say No, Book and Global Movement, which you can find at realchrissky.com. Thank you. God bless America. I believe that Uh you intentionally. What are you talking about? I believe. I don't know what you're talking about. No, this is news. This is news. This is news. This is news. Okay. Midnight, 9 p.m. Mojo 5.0. It's original. It's bold. It's patriotic. It's American. It's American Pride. It's American Pride Roasters Coffee. Historically, great coffee. AmericanPrideRoasters.com Jeremy Leahy is on Mojo 5 Radio. William Shatner, Captain Kirk, has gone into space. And Superman, the, uh, the, the best well-known superhero of all time, is now officially bisexual. Listen, learn, and laugh. The Adventures of Superman. He can leap San Francisco on a single bound. He can bend a bathhouse with just one finger. Superman, we need you. There's an airplane that's lost both engines. It's heading straight for the ground. Oh, you can't be serious. I'm so busy right now. I'm making my strawberry Cosmo. 
Oh, ouch, I just broke a nail. Standing ground with Jeremy Leahy, Wednesdays at noon and Saturday nights at 10 Eastern. Do you have to talk like that? No, I don't, but it's, it's I just gotta be me. Right here on Mojo 5 Radio. You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud. Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com. And don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. This is Chef Andrew Gruel, owner of Slapfish Restaurant Group. You can find our ridiculously fresh and refreshingly responsible seafood at slapfishrestaurantgroup.com. You're listening to my good friend Audrey Russo on Real Talk Radio. God bless, and I hope to meet you all soon. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. Trudeau Estil Fini. Is Trudeau finished? His desperate move to invoke a form of martial law in Canada may have signaled exactly that. And we're going to discuss this and more with my next guest. For my new listeners... Dale Hurd is a senior reporter and chief European correspondent for CBN News. He has won awards for his reporting from around the world, including the Soviet Union, Communist China, and the Bosnian Civil War. He now focuses on the collapse of freedom and safety in Western Europe because of the European Union and Muslim immigration. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk welcome back to Dale Hurd. Thank you. Thank you so much. But I have to ask, do you mean it? <laughs> yes, we do. It's a, it's a standing O. Who, who doesn't mean having to stand up? To <laughs> on their feet. Thank on their you. feet. Yes. It's so great, great to have you to back, back with, with us. <laughs> and so we just, uh, well, let me see. This weekend it will finish in Beijing, the Winter Olympics. Genocide Games. The Genocide Games. That's exactly right. They were controlling everything. Uh, and, they're, of course, the obedient media here was, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes. SG. And so I understand there was a congressman that put out a, uh, at least was trying to put out a commercial. Yeah, Mike Waltz from Florida. I uh, talked to him and um, he, he did a, a, it was a very uh, effective commercial, too effective, pointing fingers at U.S. corporations uh, for sponsoring the games. And it was supposed to run during the Olympics and NBC rejected it. NBC didn't want any corporations named. Now, these are the same corporations that supported BLM, burning down cities and anti-police movements, mm. right? Oh, but uh, see. Hmm. Any, anybody smell hypocrisy? <laughs> but yeah. So it was, he had an interesting comment. I said, so, you know, I brought up the 1936 games in Nazi Germany and it was, you know, the comparison. He said, you know, it really would be more like holding the games in Nazi Germany in 1944 because of all the stuff that we know China has already done. I mean, 1936 Germany, the persecution hadn't really began, but we know what China has done to the Uyghurs. It's horrible what they've done to them and the human rights abuses. And it's been interesting to see it leak out. So a lot of people saw the 
Dutch journalists get mugged by the security guard while he's trying to do a stand-up right. on TV. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. But, but it's even down to the Finnish uh, athlete who's got a leak in her ceiling in the Olympic Village. And she does an Instagram of the bowl catching the rainwater. And they delete it. And they tell her to stop doing that. Okay. So, Are you serious? Oh, I'm serious. Yeah, I'm serious. So this this is China. And and uh, it's it's tragic because... It was a, a ratings disaster for NBC, but it's a success for a dictatorship whenever you give them an Olympic Games and people show up. We showed up, and for that very fact, we didn't do the right thing. No, we didn't. Um, sadly, it, also, I was disappointed and uh, more than disappointed in some of the athletes, like, for instance, in when it came to ice hockey, because the, uh, I'll, this is the only credit I'll give the NHL because they've gone woke, is that they didn't send anyone uh, for, for the Olympics. But you had... Now, there's a, a hockey great. He's retired. Um, Chris Chelios used to play in the Blackhawks. His son, Jake, uh, just, he decided he wanted to play, and he went and played for China. You know, I, I, this is a disgrace doing yeah. something like this. It's a communist country. Yeah. I'm finding I can watch less and less sports. You're right. I've kind of given up on the NHL. and NFL, yeah. no way. I haven't watched that for years. But, yeah, yeah I mean... It, it's very, yeah. It's very disturbing to see. It's essentially greed. Um, it's essentially, you know, it's ambition over principle, and that's yeah. that's gone rampant in this country. Unless the principles are left wing, anti American, and then of course, you know, they're sacred. So yeah. those go above ambition. Exactly. And uh, uh, speaking of that, <laughs> we talk about the NFL, uh, <laughs> uh, who I, which I have not ever since uh, Kaepernick. I uh, have not. We have not watched it here. Uh, I will not. Will not support it. And the NHL, which hurts me more because I absolutely love ice hockey. Mm -hmm. I love watching yeah. it. Yeah. I'll have to watch college then from now on. Um, but uh, I'm heartbroken that they went so woke and they're kind of dumb to go woke because they're number four on the list of sports in this yeah. country. So they don't yeah. have the kind of contracts that the NFL has. And uh, sadly, a lot of us conservatives uh, seem to forget and they all watch in the game. Shame on y'all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but speaking, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, mm -hmm. All you churches out there that had Super Bowl parties, Shaming. why don't you, why don't you just go have a a, a, a Game of Thrones night yeah. with your church Bible study? I mean, come on! Wow, okay, the NFL really? run by Roger Goodell, who's a progressive. He's basically a rich Marxist. Yes. Um, and and the owners reelected uh, re him, or however it, yeah. however you want to put it. He his term came to an end, and they gave him another one. Yeah. So that that tells you all you need to know about the NFL. It's anti-American. It's anti-police. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. It's it's anti it's anti-traditional values, in my opinion. These halftime shows are horrid. Yes. And and churches have Super Bowl parties. What what are you doing? I I, I can't figure that out. Well. I think the problem we have is that many are detached from the culture, uh, so much so that, you know, you're not engaging the culture. What are you doing? Okay. You have a yeah. mission field. That's it. If you don't know your mission field, you're, you know, you're an embarrassment. And, and here you are, you know, jumping in, on, you know, on something like this, what they did with even with BLM, they jumped in on the wrong side, not knowing yeah. this was a Marxist organization, which hates Christianity, hates the traditional family. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's time for Christians to wake up. And if you were a church that had uh, a Super Bowl party, shame on you. This is not the Super Bowl of 20 years ago, okay? This is not the no. NFL of 20 years ago. That is no. unbelievable because you had uh, uh, you had Eminem that gave, uh, you know, uh, he, he, he kneeled. Why? He gave a knee, he took a knee for BLM, okay? And then you had what, Dr. Dre? Who did that anti-cop song? I mean, are we awake or are we yeah. still dumb asleep? I, I wonder about that. Yep. I yeah. I don't have anything to add except that <laughs> when, when I when I confront basically friends who watch the NFL, they don't really want to talk about it because they do not have good answers no. to these real uh, issues. Yeah. Uh, they they just want to pretend that it's football. And, and you know, to be honest, sometimes I think about the Christians that are in the NFL, and I feel sorry for them because that's their life. That's what they train for all their lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I wonder how they deal with it because let's not pretend about the nfl okay don't pretend it's only about football it's not okay it's not it's not and uh, and at the super bowl interestingly enough there it was in la right and uh, you had mayor garcetti uh in the pre it, it, it was the at the night before they had all those parties and there he is uh maskless okay so when he was caught and everyone saw the photo he said he was holding his breath okay so i guess what we saw then an entire all all the celebrities celebrities in hollywood must have been in some kind of olympics of holding your breath okay at the super bowl because they were all maskless the next day kids back in school with masks and there there is i'll repeat zero zero scientific data to back up masking so follow the science fiction yeah 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 it um i mean someone's gonna write a really good book about the whole psychology of this how tantalizing this is for all the people has been for all the people that have dreamed of the day they day they could control us like this and um it's it's just it's um i mean it it, there's there's never been anything like it and and but you watch as these they're going to replace these mask stupid mask mandates with something else something it's else. probably climate change stuff yeah. but but this this has made them feel like they've never felt before and they're not going to want to stop controlling people yeah, well, that's it. And this is the last thing. This is their tentacle into everything. Uh, they will, especially if you're in a blue state or blue city, if you can get out, get out. Okay, uh, because they are going to use this to, to strangle you anytime you don't do what they want. And they, of course, yes. Yeah, my, my question is, why are progressives still wearing masks i think some of it is virtue signaling yes some a lot of it is fear i think they've because they that particular group believe every all the junk they see on cnn they're scared to death so um but it's just now it's become this sort of mass i don't know mass psychosis or something this disconnect from reality where they don't actually think 
about how useless masks are, about how hospitals are not full of COVID patients anymore. It doesn't matter. No. They're like, they've, they've, that's become their personal safety mechanism. Yeah. And sadly, I, I honestly, and not to try to be insulting, but it is infantile thinking that you think that this little, and I call it a schmata, like a rag, that you're putting in front of your face. And then believe you me, they're not changing it every time they put it back on their face. Uh, that you, look, let's put it this way. If God wanted us born with masks, then we would have been. And they know that, and that's what I'm saying, doctors, they know that viruses are smaller than the, the, micros, than the microscopic holes in fabric and the paper masks, both of them. So they go in and out. So it is infantile thinking to think you can put this thing on, then take it off to sit down to eat and then put it back on and you are safe when you're eating and you're safe when you have it on. And it's uh, it's dangerous to be that, yes, dumb. It's very dangerous. So uh, do some research. You know, it's, you can't make the excuse that you don't have access to information. <laughs> and isn't it interesting that this uh, began in the Hebrew year of the voice? That's when all this uh, mask stuff started. Isn't that I, interesting? I find that really interesting. But... Yeah, I, I, yeah. This has just been crazy, and so, and and yeah. So now you see them lifting it. Of course, they're not saying they're going to uh, not not going to do a mandate again, which is such so incredibly abusive. But the Dems see the guillotine looming for November, and it's time right. for nothing less than a gas tax holiday, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you know, when Dems are, are thinking about cutting taxes, they're really scared. So, <laughs> right? So we, we had the retirement wave. Folks have read about that. All the, the Dems that aren't even going to try to run again. And it's 30 they, of them now. 30. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and 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 then dropping the vax mandates or, or saying they will, yeah. but they must have seen really scary research, and I'm convinced they did when they start bringing up gas tax holidays. Um, <laughs> th- th- this this could be a, a major wipeout in November, but I always put an asterisk by it because I do believe that there has been a lot of cheating in our elections, especially yeah. in the last one. Will there be cheating this November? I just. Yeah, yeah well, it, it's a very legitimate question because of yeah. the things that they've already discovered, like in Pennsylvania, where, uh, you know, they had in, in one place, they had uh, one million, I believe, one million two hundred uh, voters they sent out. They sent out um, ballots to and they got two million five hundred thousand back. Yeah. Now, how is that possible? That yeah. is called it's- major cheating. I mean, yeah, and, and I think Republicans have cheated too, but, yeah. but they're they're too naive to do it very successfully. Yes, that's true. Um, but they don't seem but, to care much um, because no. nothing. What what major thing has been done? They just throw up their hands and say, "Oh, we can't do anything. We're not in the majority." Baloney! You can. Yeah, and but I, and I also want to add about the gas tax holiday. Yeah. You know, when I saw that, I thought this is morphine. Okay, they're injecting morphine into to the economy while they're still killing the patient, and that is our fossil fuel industry. Yes. They want it out. 
And um, they're yes. doing everything they can. The market is now turning away from the fossil fuel industry. And this is a big problem. Now, there has been a resurrection of fracking. Um, they're starting to get back into fracking because gas prices are so high. Yeah. But all the pressure is against fossil fuels. And people need to do something about that. Because, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind solar and wind if it actually worked and it, it was doesn't. cheap, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay, it might someday, but it doesn't work now. And it's a prescription for blackouts and high energy bills. Absolutely. Biden blackouts, because in Texas, let's not forget uh, a year ago that they uh, had, they a lot of them were surprised to find out that 25% of their um, electricity and their energy came from windmills, thanks to uh, Perry when he was in there. And they froze. They froze. And so this is not, as you said, I'd be happy to have that too if it actually worked, but it doesn't. (laughs) Okay? It doesn't work. And if it did work, you'd have companies investing in it. But no, they have to take our tax dollars and give it to these companies to make these things that don't work and our money is gone. You know? This is the way it happens. Now, I want to jump uh up north to the great white north and everyone doesn't know what that is that's canada um to the courageous and they are they're they're um this is grassroots nobody is nobody organized this is grassroots the the freedom truckers now you have uh they've been abusive the leadership up there uh but trudeau um, when when this first happened, because he wasn't listening to the voters, and he took you know he pulled up his he grabbed his bloomers and ran and in from in hiding he started to accuse the them these are these are peaceful protesters okay accuse them of being racist uh, you know so on blah 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 and then he invoked for the first time since 1988 the Emergencies Act. And it's uh, it's similar to martial law. Was this a foolish, desperate move on his part? Yes, and uh, yeah, and and he, he, you know, he's not reading the room. He, 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 I don't think he thinks that Canada has changed. Canada has changed profoundly, uh, and this is a nation I should add with God in its national anthem. And I think that the answers, the prayers of many, have been answered in a, in just a very interesting way through truckers. And let me just explain my experience because I've done a number of stories about Canada and in Canada. I grew up near Canada, and um, let me just tell you some private conversations I've had with. I had one Christian leader in Canada call Arthur Pulowski to me, a troublemaker. Arthur Pulowski is the Polish pastor who was resisting COVID mandates. He grew up in Poland and he, re- he saw it for what it is. It's a communism. Okay, and another pastor asked me to do a story about his church. He's being messed with by the city. And as I get into the story and I want to get down to brass tacks and say what the city actually did to him, the pastor's like, oh no, let's leave them out of it. I, I don't see any point in that. So, <laughs> the, and then, and, and I go to Parliament Hill in Ottawa and conservative of leaders don't want to talk to me. They don't want to be in an American conservative story because we're crazy, okay? I mean, that's the distinct impression I got, all right, whether it's true or not. And so you have this, they've been beaten down, the leadership has been beaten down and in fear to political correctness and all the accusations from the CBC, their, their, um, you know, their national TV net, their government TV network. And, um, 
And God has used truckers to go around these people. Okay, the yeah. grassroots has been able to go go around their leadership, and now you have this new majority that I don't think Trudeau ever thought he would see, and he's not handling it well. No, he's not. And he had a thin majority as it was, but now his own side is abandoning him. The left yeah. is abandoning him because they see that this was an absurd and very foolish thing to do because because now he is it's clear like a communist that he is uh, he is punishing or trying to punish his political opponents because we all know what he said, that they held opinions and views that were not acceptable. And I thought, this is a democracy. What are you talking about, right? Yeah. And when you see Quebecers yeah. waving Canadian flags, I mean, you know. You mean Quebecois? Things. Quebecois. Yeah. yeah Quebecois, <laughs> yeah. Waving Canadian flags. Right. Um, I mean, you know things have changed. Okay, That's I a mean, great point. Trudeau has created, I mean, he has reinvigorated or created a new grassroots supermajority. Um, it's just been incredible. Uh, yeah, he has. I, I, it was unintentional. Yeah. <laughs> and <Good job>. Yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, and he really, uh, I, you know, I'm saying, okay, so he's a globalist, you know, Marxist, communist. So they never apologize because, of course, they never do anything wrong, right? Uh, so uh, how's he going to get out of this one? What are they going to say? Well, he's... he's uh, He's leaving for a better position or he's leaving to spend time with the family. But, of course, that would be he'd have to go to Cuba for that. But <laughs> <laughs> he's, are you saying he looks like Fidel? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's the, Yeah, right. No, could I be saying that? Uh, well, he certainly has his... Uh, personality traits and uh and see, mom worked very closely and, with fidel yes well it's a well-known fact uh yeah. that you know they didn't make any bones about it anyway uh so but he is um in, incredibly foolish for 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 doing what he's done and he's made it worse for himself because they are all solidifying against him now and so yeah. it doesn't look good for him, but I believe, by God's grace, it looks very good for Canadians to have their freedom back. I, I interviewed Jim Carajalios, who is used to be with the PC party, which was the progressive conservatives, who he says no longer conservative, they're only progressive. Mm -hmm. And he has the new blue Ontario party. It's, it's incredible what, <laughs> what uh, Trudeau has decided to do, and he did it quickly. Too, which showed his desperation. Yeah, and and I talked about cheating in our elections. Right. Um, I I um, I am not confident that Canada has been having fair elections either, and and that will be an issue in the next election. It'll be very interesting if Trudeau's polling is terrible and he still manages to win re-election. That would be really interesting. I, I can't see how he can. First of all, he wasn't governing; he was ruling. But yeah. I can't even see how he can govern at this point after labeling, uh, I mean, more than it was at one point, the count was 2.3 million people that were out in force across Canada for the truckers, how you can label, you know, these people terrorists. Mm -hmm. oh, it's, yeah, you know, it's just absurd. He can't, how is he going to, how, how in the world can he govern after that?
Right. And you can see the campaign commercials. They're already scripting against him. And that's a very good point. I mean, he really has at least dug three feet of his grave and his opponents will dig the other three. The other three. <laughs> and then we'll put a banana peel for them for him there. So, uh, yeah, he is just a uh, I have, he is quintessential out of touch with his own country. Uh, he, he doesn't he does not understand the people and you know what was great is to have independent journalists like rebel news and just people individuals taping you know they were videotaping on their phones and posting right away the the, the joy that the people had dancing yeah. together flying the flag so so as some they've been stopping people now up there uh in certain areas if they're flying and a canadian flag they're stopping them because they, they might be supporters of the truckers wow. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that is uh, what what in the world has happened there? What in yeah. the world? I mean, but the people, for the first time, very quiet, nice people, let's all get along, got fed up. And for them yeah. to do this, I think that's huge, don't you? Yeah, and, and, I, and I just want to say overall, a lot of our topics, you know, you reminded me when, when the people go after a national flag, that's globalism. And, and I've been thinking that globalism has, may have seen, it's a little too early to say, but it may have seen its high watermark in, in the same way that 9-11 was something that could only happen because our guard was down. Globalism essentially happened because our guard was down, but we're onto it now. And I think that we may really see it rolled back because people don't trust their politicians and they don't trust what the media is telling them about their politicians. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That's a great point that when they started uh, attacking, sure, when they attack the, like the American flag, that is globalism. Now they're attacking the Canadian flag. If you happen to be a Canadian patriot and you should be proud of your country uh they they'll they're calling you you know if you'd say the word freedom up there now all of a sudden you're a suspect <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a globalist spirit yeah absolutely and of course we've already seen that here and they've they've gotten a taste of it there as well in across the pond in the uk they've gotten that taste of it there as well but you know this is an election year and you know listeners pay attention to this The GOP has been very quiet, except for a few people who, for 174,000 a year, are tweeting every once in a while on on the GOP. But they are doing basically bupkis, okay? We need to know that they are going to stand up for our medical freedom, and we need to know what they're going to do to do that. Otherwise, they they don't have a leg to stand on as far as getting reelected or elected. Do you agree? Well said. Yeah. And, and, and you know, when you said what, what I thought of as you were talking is another example of how we're cast into a situation where we need revival and we need yes. God to intervene because yes. the Republican Party is not going to do it. No. There's too many people invested in the way things are. Yes. And you see it all. You see it regularly. You Absolutely. Know, I, I, I don't even like Rhino because, no, no they're real Republicans. <laughs> that's what the. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's what the party has been. It's been the. 
it, it's it's melding into the establishment, and, and we need a, a fresh wind, a fresh fire to sweep across this country. We do, and that's the only way it's going to happen, because the, the Republicans have been lurching toward the left for quite a while. and we It's been incremental, but it's been happening, and I agree. Uh, if God doesn't touch us, it's not going to happen, uh, because I think it starts with uh, Christians first, and our pastors just you know, uh, shaking behind the pulpit if they're even behind there. If they're still doing things online, leave the leave that church. I'll tell you right now. If they're still doing this stuff online exclusively, shouldn't be in that church. Dale, where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work? Where can they do oh, that? Yeah, thanks. Well, I'm on uh, all the usual haunts. I am not on Facebook. After two strikes, I closed my account because I'm not going to change my message, but I'm still on Twitter. Uh, I am on Gab with some reservations because there's some, uh, I don't, Gab is, I don't know, it's a mixed bag. But I, yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I know about it. I mean, it's got some terrible people on it, but it's whole yeah. free speech thing. So yeah. we're dealing with it. And yeah, and YouTube and, and CBNnews.com. Great. Excellent. And as always, I will have these links in my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AudreyRusso.com. Click on the on-air button and right under the show description, you'll find all the links and info that Dale just shared. Thanks so much, Dale, again, for your brilliant work and for your stupendous assessments, because you have an insight on a lot of things that we don't, and we appreciate how you share. Will you join us again on the show? I would love to. Thank you. Excellent. Until then, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. Bye, everyone. We're going to take a quick break right here, but stay right there. Up next, General Paul Vallelie will be with us. So don't make a move. We'll be back in a flash. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jason Walker. Separatists in eastern Ukraine say they're evacuating civilians to Russia as tensions continue to spike in the region. Correspondent Charles de la Desma has more. Immediate worries now focus on the volatile front lines of Ukraine's Donetsk and Luhansk regions in the east, where a surge of shelling on Thursday has put communities on edge. The separatist conflict between the Ukrainian government forces and Moscow-backed separatists erupted in 2014 and has killed over 14,000 people so far. A spokesman for one of the regions says women, children and the elderly will be evacuated first and that Russia has prepared facilities to accommodate them. I'm Charles Duladesma. President Biden signing a bill granting a three-week extension of government funding, allowing Congress more time to reach a deal, financing federal agencies through the rest of the fiscal year. Senate approved the measure this week. House easily approved the legislation last week. Also at townhall.com, correspondent Bruce Morton has a wrap on Friday Olympic results for U.S. athletes. In figure skating pairs competition, after Friday's short program, 
Two U.S. teams qualified for Saturday's free skate. Starting the day in sixth place will be Brandon Frazier and Alexa Canerum. We stay committed to the plan. Um, we've trained so hard to endure whatever is brought to us, and I feel like today we did a good job of just staying focused no matter what we felt and just delivered the best that we could with what we are given. The duo of Ashley Kane Gribble and Timothy LaDuke are in seventh. Both are more than 12 points out of first place. Classified information found in boxes of White House records that have been stored at President Trump's Florida residence. More on these stories at townhall.com. First, we... After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 877-247-1581. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo 5 Failure is not an option. What difference at this point does it make? said it was going to be fun. This is Real Talk, a fearless, poignant, and intrepid show where truth speaks louder than words. This is Real Talk with your host, Audrey Russo. Not of this world, so we live on the run. We keep our eyes set on what is to come. It happened before. 
It will happen again. It's just a question of when. Time's a luxury we don't have. This is Rich Little as Johnny Carson, and you're listening to Audrey Russo on Real Talk. And she's got a big audience. All, all my wives listen. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. Do we have any national interest in the Ukraine? And if not, why is Biden so eager to put our troops on the ground there? And have the Canadian freedom truckers spoken for all free people concerning the draconian mandates that never end? I believe they have. And we're going to discuss this and more with my next guest. For my new listeners, Major General Paul Valley is a West Point graduate a retired deputy commanding general for the U.S. Army, a veteran of two combat tours in Vietnam, and a graduate of the Industrial College of the Armed Forces and the Army War College. Throughout his 32-year military career, Major General Vallely served in positions such as infantry company commander, intelligence officer, operations officer, and military advisor. His theaters of operation included Europe and the Pacific Rim countries. He has over 15 years experience in special operations, psychological and civil military operations. General Vallely has served as a military analyst for the Fox News Channel and as a guest on numerous nationally syndicated radio and TV talk shows. He's a best-selling author and the founder of Stand Up America. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk welcome back to Major General Paul Vallelie. <laughs> welcome back, Paul. So great to have you with us again. Well, thank you. Always a pleasure for sure. Thank you. Well, we're going to jump right in here. Um, it's changing literally by the hour up there uh, in our north of our uh, our northern border uh, in Canada. The convoy, uh, it seems that, um, which works well, but we're going to talk about this first, and then we're going to go into your article, which just seems to, it gives a great segue here. Uh, it seems that... Um, and I'm not sure it just can be enacted, but uh, Trudeau has, first of all, he has, he has demeaned the, um, you know, the protesters. It's been a peaceful protest. It's been massive. And he's been nothing but demeaning these people and lying about, right, lying about them now because he's lost uh, control. He has now enacted, for the first time in Canadian history, um, a law uh, it, uh, from 1988. Is it the first time? And it basically is martial law. And uh, so, what, what, what do you, what's going on here, Paul? <laughs> well, uh, he, uh, Trudeau's completely lost in the fog up there. He is so incompetent. Uh, he's taking after his biological father, which was Fidel Castro. He's a pure communist. 
Um, he is in, he's angered the Canadian people for a very long time now. And I think you may recall, I formed a Canadian team uh, about a year and a half ago, eight people. Yes. And I've been working with them uh, for the uh, past year and a half. And they were looking for uh, some kind of guidance uh, on how they could pull the provinces together and create a grass up, uh, a roots type thing up, uh, what we got, I guess the grassroots level, I'm trying to say, yeah. uh, some type of uh, movement uh, to get Ottawa to change its policies. And of course, the truckers, that's what they came up with is the Freedom Convoy with all these trucks moving all across Canada uh, into Ottawa to send a message to the government, uh, we're not going to take it anymore. This is it. And we're not going to continue with these maskings and vaccinations. And we want freedom. And that's why it's called the Freedom Convoy. And I applause them. They, they are setting uh, a standard for the rest of the world. And we see what's happening now in the Netherlands and France and Italy, uh, other countries following it in the United States as well as they're forming some kind of a convoy to go to Washington or the border. I'm not sure yet. Haven't heard much about that. So that's where we stand. They're very courageous. Uh, it's been peaceful. But uh, Trudeau is a train wreck up there. They want him to step down and resign immediately. And they're not going to move because of this new so-called martial law that he's uh, proclaimed uh, within the last 24 hours. Right. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how it works. I believe it has to be approved by the parliament before that can happen, but I don't believe he has that support there. He does in part, as I understand, even even Ford up there uh, was supporting him, but as I understand, uh, more members of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police the armed forces are standing down and they're not going to support Trudeau, as I understand it. Right. And I think he's got many other members of, of the parliament that will start going towards the support uh, of the Freedom Convoy truckers uh, and their families. Right. So that's why I see it as of today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens as it moves forward. But this is a lose-lose for, for Trudeau, I believe, correct? Oh, Absolutely. That's why he's always, he's stayed in Ottawa. He's never gone out to really visit the people. Uh, he's not a people's person. He's totally incompetent like President Biden. Uh, yeah. They're two of the same. Uh, Putin's got the false flag operations going on with <laughs> Russia and Ukraine right now. And, yeah. and then the, the truckers, uh, of course, uh, in Canada. But uh, freedom will prevail, Audrey. Yes, absolutely. And uh, that's where I want to uh, discuss uh, the brilliant article you just wrote called Mass Resignations of the Ruling Class. Would you explain to the listeners what it takes to plan and construct a tyranny? There's, there's guides. There's history for this, as you know. Uh, and I wrote in here the book five of Aristotle, The Politics or George Orwell's 1984, which many of us have read, uh, yeah. not the, the recent generation, but our generation perhaps. <laughs> and uh, basically, uh, how does a country build a mighty system combining the powers of government at all levels, commerce, education, communication, police, military, uh, and it's the perfect formula for power and money to rule on a global platform. That's why we have now identified the global shadow government. And unchecked power does not bring out the best in people, that's for sure. And it's becoming apparent that the efforts of these elitists, these global elitists, will turn into a big flop 
And that's what I call the awakening, the awakening of 2022 by America and by the rest of the people in the world uh, that are suffering from this tyrannical uh, top-down governments that we see uh, almost everywhere. And of course, you go to the ultimate, and that's the communist uh, Chinese Communist Party, how they control uh, their population. Right. So we're understanding now what's happened in this country after being asleep for, for quite a few years. And uh, as Biden uh, and his incapacitation tends uh, uh, to go off and create these false flag operations with many in the, in the administration following that, you know, uh, it's like this focus on January 6th. Right. Uh, the focus on the the uh, border in, in Ukraine and Russia when we can't even protect our own southern border. Right, right. I want to go back to Biden in a second, I, but I, I, I want to ask you about this. Do you think that Trudeau will have to comply with the freedom protesters? And will he ever be able to truly govern again? Or was he going to have to, are they going to have to have another election? He's finished. He's finished. Yeah. He's finished in the eyes of the people of Canada. Yeah. And there's some that are still hanging on who are left wing, trying to hang on uh, to his coattails and save him. But as far as I know, it's over for Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Now, how they'll work that out, I think there will be a resignation. Uh, I would say up there, uh, he's part of the elite ruling class of the world, like Macron is, uh, Biden. They're all puppets to this global shadow government now that's being finally revealed to the world. Yeah, I wonder what they'll use as an excuse because, you know, globalists never apologize and they never say they're wrong. So I wonder what they're going to use as the excuse as to why he's leaving. He, he has a better job offer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, of course, they're, they're great at shifting the narrative, you know, uh, <laughs> when things aren't going well for them and things aren't going well for the global shadow government and our own shadow government in this country. You know, the likes of the high techies, uh, you got Gates, you got Zuckerberg, you got Soros, uh, the great financier uh, who is funding so many of these left wing operations down to the D.A. level in our counties and cities. Yeah, yeah and so exactly. The state is alive and well, supported by the shadow government people, the money and power people of this country, Wall Street, Blackstone, Vanguard. Uh, the amount of money they have and what they control is just uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, but they're going to have to adjust their ways because the people aren't going to take it anymore. It's like the network movie. You remember yeah. with Peter Finch? All right. I'm not going to take it (laughs) (laughs) exactly and um, you mentioned Vanguard and BlackRock which uh, listeners may not realize that they're busy um, buying up homes everywhere they're giving over uh, asking price because they would uh, rather they say that they don't want people to the elitists don't want people like you and I to just own homes they want us to rent and be happy renting right right Yeah. Well, they, you see they, they're forming these uh, uh, traded funds now, EFTs, uh, on, on the stock market, which are real estate oriented, buying up apart- apartments, buying up other real estate. So uh, there's a, uh, their madness is unbelievable. It's almost uncontrollable, the thirst for power and money and control over the people. Yeah. But we're not going to take it anymore. No. We're not going to take it anymore. <laughs> no, and, and isn't it funny that it's the grassroots people that are standing up? I mean, we're, we're talking about, especially in Canada, the truckers, okay? And they, I bet this was a great awakening for them to realize that their government disdained them. 
Isn't it true? Well, I think they've known it. They they've sh- they they know that uh, the government tried to take their guns away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've restricted them over the last uh, two years with the masking uh, and the vaccine uh, requirements. Yeah. And uh, as I said a year and a half ago, the Canadians uh, uh, that I uh, that I was dialoguing with were throwing up their hands. What can we do? What can we do? And they finally came up with a solution, yeah. and that's the uh, Freedom Convoy, which is brilliant. Actually, it's brilliant how they put it together. And I've been in touch with uh, Dan Bulford, who's the head of security up there. Uh, I've talked to uh, Pat King, who came all the way from Alberta. He's one of the leaders of the Freedom Convoy. I had an interview with him yesterday for 20 minutes. It was outstanding. But uh, their morale is high. Uh, as cold as it's been, they're not. Uh, there's not a problem with food. Uh, there's not a problem with them getting the fuel they need to keep the trucks moving and keeping them warm at night. But they're there until uh, Trudeau steps down. Yeah, it has to be, yeah. And coming back into uh, our nation, um, many, like you mentioned, the the false flag operation that's going on when it comes to Russia. Now, a lot of people are confused because they're getting a lot of lies from the media about what Biden, what the Biden regime is doing concerning the Ukraine Russia. Would you explain what the actual situation is and is if the U.S. has any business putting troops on the ground to support the Ukraine? Well, I'll answer that one right away. No, we should not be putting American troops over there. Uh, we're, these amateurs we have in the State Department uh, and even our four-star admirals and generals, including the White House National Security Team, we should be working with Russia to solve the Ukraine problem. Ukraine is a buffer state between NATO and uh, and Russia. And Putin has said time and time again, you're not going to put a nation supported by NATO on my border. NATO was formed after World War II to confront the Russians. Right. The Russians haven't attacked at any nation, NATO nations in 77 years. Wow. 77 years. But uh, you have to look through Putin's eyes. He does not want any nations uh, supported uh, by U.S. military, uh, arms, and so on, going into the Ukraine. He's not going to tolerate it. Yeah. So uh, that's where he's coming from. Sure. Uh, now listen, Norwegians, Swedes, Danish, Belgians, French, British, Germans, they're not going to put their soldiers in harm's way Right. in Ukraine. Are yeah. you crazy? They're not going to do it. Yeah. And so here we are, sadly, over the latest, I saw 8,000 troops, some from the 82nd Airborne. Yeah. Every time we interfere with these other countries, it turns negative for us. Since World War II, it's turned negative for us. And we've sacrificed so many in the Middle East uh, in these wars that weren't necessary. Iraq, for example, is never a threat to the United States. Afghanistan, it was right to go in. Right. For the first thirty days and destroy the Taliban, but we should have been back out of there again. Yeah, not uh, yeah, not stay there for twenty years and then uh, to, to surrender as we left. It was a disgrace. Right. Yeah, and there were still nine thousand Americans there. They're still they left there. That's right. Yeah, and then now you have China, and they're going to after the Olympics. Uh, they may conduct a, a other biological attacks. Uh, we understand that the Russian delegation at the Olympics uh, um, perhaps was exposed to uh, uh, some biological uh, type stuff. Uh, uh, many of them got sick. Uh, many of the athletes got sick over there. Um, and so uh, they yeah. just may take Taiwan. That's that's what they want to do. So we'll have to see about that. Right. 
I could see the smart Audrey in the United States. We need we need talented people who are playing at the top of their game. If I may use a sports metaphor, yeah, uh, it would be nice if we had people who actually loved our country in positions of power, because we do not at this point. Um, Biden nor anyone in his regime does, and these woke generals are an utter disgrace. Absolutely. Like I said, General Milley, when he testified in front of Congress, he said, I'm white and I want to understand this white rage. (laughs) I've said the only white rage I've seen is General Milley. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Tell him to look in the mirror. He'll he'll discover it. Uh, But they they have put us and and I don't know if you saw the statement they uh, that that they put out. um, I believe it was Austin that their utmost uh, and their major priority is diversity in the military. That's not that's not the mission overall mission of the military is it no we have enough diversity in america um and it's still implying the troops but the troops are smart in the ranks they understand these woke uh, generals and uh, trying to uh, force mass uh, mass uh, vaccinations and boosters with many of our pilots getting sick many of our seals are standing down they're not going to take the vaccinations uh, and they have a right to uh, not uh, to take these vaccination and boosters. It's yeah. proving their poisons into the systems of our bodies, especially into our young. Exactly. This came out of the report from uh, Department of Defense in nine different categories that have been affected by the vaccines and by the booster shots, including many of the women uh, in the military. Yes. So uh, this is a disaster in America. They need to get back on track and start focusing on the border, which I've recommended uh, that we neutralize the cartels. They've done nothing to neutralize the cartels. And uh, that's above and beyond an immigration problem. We've got to go on offense. Cartels have caused more deaths in America, over 120,000 in the last 12 months, uh, more deaths than, than we've lost in the Middle East in 20 years. But yet we do nothing about it. We play defense. Not very well now with the... Uh, what do we have over 2 million have crossed the border illegally in the last uh, 14 months, well, according to the figures I received? I'll give you a shocker. Um, uh, Victor Avila, who is a, you know, a former ICE agent, said from his resources, that uh, from his sources, he, has, uh, he says it's more like 4 million have crossed the border last year alone. And uh, he says, we don't have an open border policy down there. We have a no border policy. That's right. I mean, it's, it's, it's beyond, well, of course, the media is not going to cover this, but this is dangerous beyond belief. And even as you and I are speaking, they're pouring over the border and we don't know who they are, do we? Well, that's right. And, and they're distributing them throughout the country. The president is not above the law. These people in the executive branch are not above the law. They're breaking U.S. law, and they need to be persecuted. Yeah, well, and prosecuted. Yes, well, persecuted too. <laughs> persecuted yeah. by the people. Because Paul, think about this: what what Trump was impeached on was nothing. There was nothing there. It was it was it was that was fake. But this guy has has in one year has committed well just for the border alone. That's impeachable. Yes. I, I, look, I don't care if we're not in the majority in Congress. Why aren't we doing anything when it comes to impeaching this guy? 
I mean, it's outrageous. Yeah, they're just standing there, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the Republicans are so weak. There's a few warriors, but not many. No. I mean, the Republican senators should be in mass walking over to the White House and demanding this president do the right thing. Yeah. They want to get on television. They want to discuss what's going on. They want to try to pass legislation, which who cares? It's not working. No. legislation. No, it's not. It's got to ensure actions are taken and people are held accountable. I mean, come on. But it's not happening because uh, meanwhile, uh, people like McConnell are busy saying that Liz Cheney and Kinzinger should not have been censured. This is this is what he's doing. And this guy is getting away with literal murder in this country. Do you think what's going, what he's trying to do in with the Ukraine and Russia, do you think he's doing that, that Possibly it's a wag the the dog for, uh, you know, this disaster he's created in the country with the border and with our economy. I don't think he's known. I did get word there was a secret meeting uh, between Obama and uh, certain members, elected members of the Democratic Party within the last 24 hours. And Biden was not invited or Kamala Harris. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Something's going on there. Uh, they, they know they can't sustain anything with uh, Biden in office as well as Kamala. So uh, we're going to have to see what happens here. Yeah. Uh, Biden nor uh, Kamala are smart enough, shall we say, uh, to to do this. Uh, he they're obviously he's obviously following orders. So what is it that they're not pleased with? He's doing exactly what they want him to do destroy this country because he does it so incompetent <laughs> he, he's mentally incapacitated he yeah, needs yeah. to be screened by walter reed the physicians there on his mental condition yeah. there's no doubt about that and i think the democrats are so scared now they're trying to find a way to get rid of biden because he's he's a disaster to the Democratic Party, of course, we know what a disaster he is to America. Paul, where can listeners follow and support your excellent work and purchase your upcoming book? And please share. Well, they, they can go to our uh, our national website, which is the Stand Up America U.S. Foundation. Uh, they can join. They can donate and support us. We do great things, great study, great analysis, better intelligence than the CIA has. Uh, we also have a newsletter they can sign up for, which comes out every Saturday morning. Or they can even go to our uh, new radio show, which is StandUpAmericaUSShow.com. And we've had 24 episodes now of our new radio show. Excellent. So, um, that's the way they can see what we're doing and support us. Excellent. As always, I'll have those links to my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AudreyRusa.com and click on the honor button right under the show description. You'll find all the links and info that the general just shared. Thanks so much again, Paul, for sharing your brilliant assessments on all these issues. We look forward to your return to the show. Until then, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. We're going to take a quick break right here, but don't go anywhere. Up next, Christopher Horner will be here. So don't make a move. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. This is Curtis Grimes, and thank you for tuning in to Real Talk Radio here with Audrey Russo. 
Uh, be sure to check out my brand new well, record. I didn't see that. I, I was busy eating this delicious meal from preparewithmojo50.com. You look hungry. Do you want some? Of course you do. Get your own. You can go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. You can't have mine. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com. Not only will you find emergency food supplies, also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools. Preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com is the answer. Daily Mojo with Brad Staggs. My suggestion was why not create another category? So you have men, you have women, then you have transgender men and transgender women. And so, I mean, why not create their own unique category so we are comparing apples to apples and coconuts to coconuts? Because their whole entire shtick for the transgender community is, no, these are women. Despite the fact that they have XY chromosomes and, you know, a giant hog swinging between their legs, they are women. And you Here, I'll get it. Why. Wow. Giant hog. Never heard it quite described that way. Oh, that's great. I see you've seen Ron naked, too. Uh, it's uh, Weekdays, 8 Eastern, Mojo Five O. Supply line interruptions are definitely here to stay, especially given the incredible talent we have working at the U.S. Transportation Department. However, you don't need to fear these interruptions. You can be prepared. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Audrey Russo is helping the silent majority to become unsilent. I am Brandon Strock, and you're listening to Audrey Russo at Real Talk. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo and you're listening to Real Talk. There have been new revelations concerning the climate litigation industry. One via the Clinton-Gore EPA affidavit that resurfaced. And much more you need to know. And we're going to discuss this with my next guest for my new listeners. Christopher Horner is a lawyer for and board member of Government Accountability and Oversight, a nonprofit public interest law firm seeking to bring transparency to the actions of government at state, local, and federal levels. He's also a New York Times bestselling author of several books, including The Politically Incorrect Guide to Global Warming and Environmentalism, Red Hot Lies, How Global Warming Alarmists Use Threats, Fraud, and Deception to Keep You Misinformed, and is most recent, The Liberal War on Transparency, Confessions of a Freedom of Information Criminal. It's my great pleasure to give a real talk welcome back to Christopher Horner. Welcome back, Chris. Thank you, Audrey. It's great to have you with us again. And well, we got a lot to cover here, but I uh, why don't we start with this? 
because uh, we started to discuss this in the past, um, and Real Clear Politics did an article on it, and it's, uh, of course, the uh, little dem dirty tricks again. This is about the year-long investigation of energy companies um, on the Hill. So why don't we pick up right there from, from, their, from their article? Okay, great. Well, we, we went in depth last time we spoke into this, it's called a, an investigation of, of energy company deception on climate change. But um, last time, this is just a resumption of some investigations cooked up by progressive attorneys general several years ago. You may recall Al Gore, and he'll come back up, I assume, in our conversation later. Al Gore uh, had a press conference with a bunch of these AGs, one of whom subpoenaed energy companies, and then the other one subpoenaed 100 think tanks and scientists and individuals, including the Competitive Enterprise Institute, which I was uh, affiliated with for 20 years, including at the time. And these AGs were doing sort of a pincer movement. They, they, they claimed it's all about silencing dissent. We've seen this quite a bit mm-hmm. since this particular 2016 very odd press conference where an investor, Al Gore, shared the stage with a bunch of attorneys general vowing to go after the opposition to the companies he invested. I mean, this, this, I guess you could view it as, you could view many of these inflection points, or that was one, if you're looking back in our politics, where you actually had it with a brazen, brazen effort. You have all these chief law enforcement officers getting up on a stage with a guy Who's heavily, in, you know, he leaves politics and now he's suddenly very, very wealthy. Right. He's investing in a bunch of things that his buddies in government are pouring our money into and going after their opposition, kneecapping the opposition. And he gets up there with AGs talking about this. So that's 2016. Right. And part of this, they they start a, a RICO, racketeering investigation of, of oil companies. But, you know, since we're doing this, we better <laughs> we better go after all these think tanks and policy groups and individuals and scientists, too. To take almost every record of CEI, the competitive enterprise, was subpoenaed wow. over 10 years going back 20 years. It was it was the most abusive effort that the the, the AG in question immediately ran from because it was such an obvious abuse of First Amendment. Right. So it seems to be reforming and it's being done up on Capitol Hill. As we discussed last time, again, there have been some developments, but I want to discuss a couple of parallels here. Those AGs, those state attorneys general, right. soon took in privately hired lawyers. And we've gone over this because it's there's still developments. I mean, hopefully we can discuss this. Just last week, the Minnesota State Senate uh, committee advanced a bill to go after this. The Virginia legislature as we speak, is preparing to, again, ban this practice. Mm. Mike Bloomberg was providing privately hired lawyers to AGs to pick up on this investigation. Again, speaking of moments in our time where you notice this is a shift and something's very, very wrong here. So those AGs keep trundling on through Cupid's Grove with donors uh, and just providing them lawyers now to go after their opponents. Meanwhile... This investigation has been picked up by Congress. Mm-hmm. And it's a, I mean, it's very questionable, right? It's gray area. It was already apparently illegal in Oregon, New York, Virginia, Oregon, New York, very left wing. 
legislatures, uh, they wouldn't do anything about this. It was fine. In Virginia, the legislature was Republican controlled. They passed a prohibition. Then it was Democrat controlled. They passed a prohibition on this. It's flat out illegal in, in Congress. You can't you can't have donor funded staff. Right. So as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So um, Real Clear Politics, to their credit, wrote this long story, Dark Money Link to Democrats' Climate Probes by Susan Crabtree. And she went into what individuals and groups I work with have found and, and submitted to ethics oversight watchdogs up on the Hill that donors, including specifically George Soros and eBay co-founder Pierre Omidyar, very aggressive, very left-wing funder of these activities have been underwriting private investigators to continue this investigation. Okay. The development now in this story is the parties were finally asked questions, the private staff Mm -hmm. and their denial. is kind of like the denial of the tech executive number one in the Durham probe, <laughs> uh, Rodney Joffe, whose denial wasn't a denial. He, he just said, I had a really good reason for spying on the White House. <laughs> and he's just saying, and then I told the CIA, but he didn't mention, you know, there are channels and going through Democrats isn't actually in the contract. Um, well, this, they're called the Phils on Capitol Hill. Phil Barnett and Phil Shaliro, they're former longtime Henry Waxman Mm-hmm. investigative aides, and one of them was Barack Obama's head of congressional relations for the House. They're privately staffing this investigation now. And their denial was, oh, we didn't do it on behalf of this group, that the New York Times wrote a story about two years ago, hiding it in plain sight, saying this is exactly what they do, describing these activities of privately staffing congressional offices. Mm-hmm. New York Times wrote an article about this two years ago, and nobody on the Hill did anything. And it's you, you read the rules and the federal statutes, and you wonder, how in the world has this been allowed to proceed? Right. Times even called it unique. <laughs> okay, well, you look it up. That means nobody else has done this. Right. And, and their denial is, um, well, okay, we did it. But we did it through a private law firm. Okay, so that doesn't change anything. The the violation, by the way, is on the part of congressional offices. They're the ones banned from taking private staff. Right. Just because you take private staff from a law firm to go after your political opponents doesn't actually change the violation. So it's a curious non-denial. What seems to be the case is these folks are, and this is my opinion, trying to get the donors out from scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't do it through a nonprofit. We did it through our law firm. Well, okay. <laughs> still wrong. <laughs> Again, these the, the congressmen and committees and Chairwoman Maloney would still be in deep trouble in a world where the House Ethics Committee is has a pulse. <laughs> and I suppose we'll find out. Hmm. But it's it's very curious. Not only are no questions answered really, except yeah, they were doing it. It really created some obvious questions, beginning with, how would anybody up on the Hill taking all of your free staff consulting services, which on the face of the rules is illegal for them to take, 
how would they know you were wearing a different hat? Because all they see is, oh, you're the guys from the New York Times story. A story rolling out your organization, although you're including praise from other Hill offices, including in the Senate, saying, oh, they've been very influential up here. Talk about proving too much. And how would anybody know you're not just the guys from the New York Times profile describing exactly what it is we've seem to have found you doing here. <laughs> did, did you have an agreement with them that said we're here as our law firm? Because we've already asked. And if you did have an agreement, it has to be held by the House Committee on Administration and they have to approve it and they have to make it publicly available. And they say they don't have any such agreements. So it's just, it gets curiouser and curiouser. And it's, it's like, you know, the, every time you and I speak, we have found further, we have plumbed further depths to which this movement has gone. Yeah. And by the way, I mentioned the Durham probe. Right. It, it seems to be, it's just what they do. It's, it's, it's not limited to this climate agenda, but <clears throat> I don't want to say this climate agenda, if you pay it, if you look at it, is what they the left has been demanding for decades, just with a different excuse. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, his chief of staff, was overheard by a Washington Post reporter who reported that he said, oh, you view this as a climate thing? That is the, the Green New Deal and all that, supposedly to save us from climate change. Because we view it as a change the whole economy kind of thing. <laughs> Bingo. So uh, we, we know what it's really about, and it's, it's about getting what they've always demanded. So <laughs> yeah. it's not just this. It's it's. Okay, you've got the spying on Trump. Right. You got the dirty tricks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you've got this privately funded attorneys general lawyers to go after opponents, privately funded Hill staff, which on its face is, again, patently illegal and unethical for the members to take. It seems to be across the board. This is how the left operates. And as I said before, I don't know any Republicans taking private staff like this and if they refuse to help look into this then maybe they are Hmm. um that would be a tell to me but i i i seem to think that if the Koch foundation or the national rifle association were providing private staff to congress we might have heard about it and the media might say oh oh, yeah that really is a bad idea it just occurred to me sorry i thought you said it was us doing it um yeah so one more twist There was a story in the Washington Times this week about front page, top left side, top Biden advisor hyped up bogus Trump Russia ties. And it meant that's Jake Sullivan. And he's, it seems, come into the the scene in, in the special counsel. John Durham's probe into this, what we now know was this, the spying on a sitting president by a political party, apparently gaining access to White House and, and other traffic to create a narrative. I'm using their words, as you know. Well, in the story, it mentions Jake Sullivan's wife, Margaret Goodlander, is an advisor to Attorney General Merrick Garland. Going back to my comment that these tricks are across the board. Ms. Goodlander, Jake Sullivan's wife, makes an appearance in what I mentioned just now. This group 
that seems to be the group providing. Anyway, they're in the New York Times profiled as providing off-book staff to Congress. Their counsel at the time was none other than Jake Sullivan's wife, Margaret Goodling, Hmm. who, after the election of Joe Biden, quickly moved over to be counsel to Merrick Garland. (laughs) Now, how does this sound? It sounds like just a classic Washington love story at this point and and how D.C. operates. But there's the thing about this congressional investigation that on its face seems to be privately staffed by a group that she was counsel to seems to be I'm giving my opinion in all of this based on document you know there you we've discussed this documents are available at govoversight.org um, it seems to be trying to engineer criminal referrals to the Department of Justice what the Wall Street Journal editorial board calls the increasingly politicized Department of Justice under Merrick Garland, whose lawyer is Margaret Goodlander, who was the lawyer to this group that was providing and is providing, it seems, off-book staff to Congress, including to conduct investigations to generate, it seems, Mm. criminal referrals to the increasingly political. I mean, this is, 2016 was bad. Yes. Now, that's, you know, one of the understatements of all time. We now know it didn't end. We now know it continued. And what I'm saying to you in somewhat long-winded fashion is it's a lot worse than we thought. This Washington is, is what we thought they were, but this town needs an enema. It is truly remarkable the circles that overlap, the tactics that are being deployed, and it is beyond no holds barred. We're talking about now between the spying on Trump and on its face, Ill- illegal acceptance of private staffing investigations. It's across the board, just disregard for the rules. Yeah. Because power and an agenda are at play and we just keep finding the same names popping up and tactics that all have a fairly similar odor. So it was refreshing to see, to circle back a bit, as she says, Minnesota, that state, its Senate have a hearing and you can see it on YouTube. That state, at least following on Virginia now is really looking into what's going on here with these privately provided staff. Again, if it were Coke or National Rifle or Right to Life, it would be, I can't tell you how many Pulitzers would be awarded. Right. And and the, the, the boom for the fainting couch industry. But so far, again, for years, Bloomberg has been doing this and we've only the journal has has, has challenged it. In fact, that you know something about Minnesota? The Star Tribune, the the Minnesota media has blacked this out. We know more about this operation of privately staffing AG offices in Minnesota than we do anywhere. And we know quite a bit from quite a few places. And yet that media has completely blacked this story out. Wow. The only coverage they gave, now they allowed competing, they allowed dueling op-eds once, I think. The only coverage that the Minnesota papers gave to 
to what's going on, and the timing was remarkable, was an editorial by the paper, which you could tell by reading it came a few days after Keith Ellison, the attorney general, former DNC chair, um, briefed them. And they wrote, an, they wrote an editorial, Attorney General Needs Reinforcements. The, you know, the poor dude's just not being given enough money yeah, right. under the process that we've agreed is the process for funding the office. And so a little while later, Energy Policy Advocates, a group I work with, obtained Ellison's application to Bloomberg. And sure enough, he sent an application to Bloomberg saying, we give me some lawyers. And I can do things like, and he describes some of them, like going after these energy companies, which he then put the lawyers on doing. Boy, you know, I sure would like to go after these oil companies, but it's a shame I may be limited by mm. what the legislature gives me. I wonder if somebody would come by and give me some more lawyers. Well, that application went in uh, the same week, I believe, within a couple of days. Of then, he then goes over to the paper and says, I'm paraphrasing what I think was said. You may hear some things soon, and you know it's just not fair. I don't. I don't have enough money to do the things that I and well, Michael Bloomberg think I ought to do with this office. And that was the only coverage that state gave to this. Hmm. But as you and I have discussed, we know more and more. Bloomberg gave them two. Those lawyers actually filed the lawsuit against Yakko and Exxon Mobil and others. And we've learned that. The lawsuit was held until Bloomberg gave them lawyers. It's actually in emails and texts from a real Darwin nominee. <laughs> and, I mean, the head of the Rockefeller Family Foundation uses a personal email to contact this guy to get him to arrange this lawsuit. What? And he says, you may wonder why I'm using this particular email. I'll explain to you when we talk. He'd come up in some lawsuits. And then this cutout that the Rockefellers arranged for very helpfully forwards this to a public institution. And so we end up getting it a couple years later. Mm. This is this is all going on with with no media interest. And then last week, the state Senate, it, it was just so heartening to see it was one of the better developments. Right. They, they had a hearing and the attorney general Ellison sent up somebody who was his liaison to the legislature. And in response to everything, she said, oh, I don't know anything about that. Oh, I don't know anything about Bloomberg. Oh, I don't know about anything about any private funding. I'm not willing to accept your premise that there's any private support for this. She wouldn't, uh, they didn't ask her if, if the sun rises in the east, but I suggest she would have said, I, I, I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> there was no information forthcoming, and I'm not familiar with your legislation, but we adamantly oppose it. <laughs> it was a great display. I guess it really sunk our expectations. But it was heartening to see these several years later, at least their Senate, the House is in Minnesota is controlled by the other party, and they don't see any, any more interested than the media are. Mm. But um, it seems like progress. It seems like progress because – Numerous senators said, wait a second, I, can you imagine if, and they used the analogy, if the NRA did this, I imagine, you know, this might be a more of a topic of discussion and opposition. And there were all these red herrings. Oh, well, and, and a lot of talk about how the AG needs reinforcements. 
Um, but no defense of the practice, really, just denial of the practice, and then defense of, you know, we need more attorneys going after people and doing more things. So um, it's a very busy time in this in this area that you and I uh, have such fun discussing, it, and uh, and we just keep learning more. <laughs> yeah, and, and I even understand that um, Clinton Gore EPA affidavit resurfaced. Oh joy, oh bliss! Uh, and the story. This is, by the way, of the the EPA story from October two thousand. Would you share about that? Yeah. Again, yeah. There are two other things in the last couple of weeks that are related. Right. Um, one is there, one is there's. I'll mention this again in a second. But a brief was filed by energy policy advocates in the Texas State Supreme Court. Right mentioning all of this, what's going on, what was learned in Minnesota, and mentioning, I'll just say, read the brief at GovOversight, uh, climatelitigationwatch.org. Find the brief, there's a brief, Texas State Supreme Court, climatelitigationwatch.org, and go in and look for the latest detail from Minnesota. The good news is one of the Bloomberg lawyers took a screenshot of his computer screen and then sent it along to the Michigan Attorney General. And the Michigan Attorney General's office turned it over to energy policy advocates and litigation. So we now have a screenshot of the folders on this gent's computer. This is a Bloomberg lawyer, one who said on his LinkedIn profile he was embedded with the Minnesota AG. Uh, He's pursuing this climate agenda uh, provided by Bloomberg. And he took a screenshot of the folders related to this crusade and and one of them shows other agreements and and you'll see in the brief why it's a it's a it's an interesting discussion there are a lot of secrecy pacts involved here several of them have been produced by minnesota um there's a whole web of them and like i say we just keep learning more and it really is fascinating reading so for the big you want to spend some time read that brief it was just filed in the texas state supreme court relevant to all of this (laughs) But yes, finally, there was this, an affidavit, and it was from a 2000 lawsuit, a, a, a lawsuit filed in the year 2000 by a, checks notes, Christopher Horner. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, Chris, it was Horner et al. versus EPA, United States Environmental Protection Agency. There's a suit I filed um, seeking to obtain certain records. And um, the United States Environmental Protection Agency under Bill Clinton and Al Gore, this was, as you recall, this was the first really, really activist, like hard left, Carol Browner, blast from the past, led Environmental Protection Agency. She, she of the Socialist International, Carol Browner. This is in the year 2000. And CEI and I filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit. And we wanted certain records about climate change. And EPA said, well, we, we you know, when, when did you essentially, for years I've been asking, when, when you, the science is settled, I mean, and you're all, you all insist upon it. In fact, you can draw people out. You can get them to just jackhammer down. Absolutely, positively. Great. Uh, simple question. What settled it? <laughs> you know, was it a movie? Uh, like, like I said, was it a zinger from Gore in his movie? Like something like, where's the beef? Was it... Um, was it a paper, uh, a Nobel Prize? What settled the science? You're all in agreement, Greg. What settled it? And since the Clinton-Gore EPA was hammering that line, oh, it's settled, settled, settled. We said, great, I'd like to see 
what settled it. And they said, well, well we don't have anything like that because it's constantly changing. <laughs> and we said, wait, the science is constantly changing. They said, yeah, that's right. That's why we don't have anything we, that we rely on for that. It's, it's, just, it's just constantly changing, but we know it's bad. And that's science, by the way. <laughs> I'm wearing a, a, a druggist's coat when I said that. <laughs> Important question here. Chris, where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work, the work of Government Accountability and Oversight, GAO, and purchase your books, including Red Hot Lies and the Liberal War on Transparency? Where can they do that? Uh, thank you for the plug in the books. Those are available at Amazon or Barnes & Noble, um, maybe eBay as well. I don't know, college bookstores, maybe not, but but <laughs> many of your local bookstores. Um the documents I refer to, and again, it, it's it's really, if you want to just find something new to read up on, look at these, these ethics complaints at govoversight.org. And that brief in the Texas State Supreme Court just filed last week just lays out, here's what's going on in the AG offices and among tort lawyers and activists and donors, prosecutors nationwide, uh, and, and universities. The faculty lounge is fully thrown in this, you know, why do Rob Banks willing where the money is? You can read those at climatelitigationwatch.org. It's a heck of a story. And as you know, I noted, there actually are overlaps with all the other seediness that's coming out of thanks to Mr. Durham and others. Yeah, exactly. And as always, I'll have those links that Chris just shared in my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AudreyRusso.com, click on the on-air button, and right under the show description, you'll find everything you need to follow and support Chris's work. Thanks so much, Chris, again, for taking the time to share your brilliant assessments with us on this. Will you join us again on the show? Yes? Absolutely. Thank you. Excellent. Until then, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. This is Diana West. I'm the author of American Betrayal and the Death of the Grown-Up. I blog at dianawest.net. And you've been listening to Audrey Russo on Real Talk. Thanks for listening to Real Talk with Audrey Russo. You can follow Audrey at her website, audreyrusso.com, where you can find the live show, archives, articles, and much more. She's also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Read her articles also at Liberty, Great Britain, and Barbed Wire. Join us next time as Audrey exits stage right. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.